I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome. We just had had a false start because we started, but Guy didn't tell me we were starting. And so I realized I wasn't recording. (laughs) Well, it's a fluid podcast. You don't know when it's going to start, what's happening. I'm in Cambodia. I'm in uh, the Big Apple, New York City. Obviously, Cambodia is not known for being the um, basketball podcast capital of the world, but it is now. Ladies and gentlemen, mainly because it's a country and not a capital. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm aware of that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast called Advanced Analytics. The podcast. We're sorry we haven't done a podcast in a while. It's been um, an embarrassing state of affairs, to be honest. Well, Christmas is a big reason. Christmas, New oh, Year's you're period. you take a break over the holiday season. We, we normally don't, really. You just you just do kind of one on it. break. Well, I've also got devastating news. What? I, I didn't upload the last podcast we did. Why? Uh, oh, I just I forgot. Well, that's crazy. I can't remember what we said, but there was probably a lot of good stuff on There's there. a lot of good stuff. So I'll have to re-release it as like a lost episode. I can't remember um, anything. It seems like a lifetime ago. But speaking of not that memorable and stuff like that, um, I feel like we haven't done a podcast in like a month and not that much has changed in a month. Like it's, to be honest, the NBA season is just, I'm going to say meandering along. Is that all right? Yeah, I'd kind of agree with that. Like... Not a lot has changed since we last talked a month ago. No team is really like, you know, rollicking, is it an expression? Rollicking ahead. Rollicking? No team is racing ahead. It's an expression. The Sixers are going through a rough patch, which is disappointing because we all thought they were going to be a challenger. The Timberwolves have died a sad death, as they do every year. And um, Utah is coming right. But um, besides that, there's, there's not too much um, in, the, in terms of major news. What's been your big exciting story so far? Right now, I'm just quickly, frantically on the Masked Singer Wikipedia to try and um, get the scoop on what went down. Yeah. Because I believe season two has finished. And firstly, uh, Victor Oladipo uh, was eliminated. Secondly, on our Twitter account where I'm trying to break some a story, I attempted to break the story that the Flamingo was going to win and they came third place. Who wins? Wayne Brady. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. Weekend review. I wanted to talk briefly about um, the big story of this week, which is Kevin Love having hissy fits on the bench, punching chairs, throwing... Um, angry passes at teammates, sitting out games. Um, and unfortunately, my my hot take on it um, has already been taken by Bill Simmons. So I feel a bit redundant saying this, but just know that I did have this thought independently. I'm not listening to his podcast. I just saw um, a tweet about him saying basically the same thing. Okay. Come that out and say, what's I'm, your big take? I'm sick of Kevin Love, Paul George, Anthony Davis, George Hill signing huge contracts or extensions and then six months later asking for a goddamn um, trade or saying they're unhappy with the team. You're just regurgitating Bill Simmons' opinion. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. George Hill was... Have an independent thought for once. George George Hill was the worst, all right? George Hill, I'm pretty sure it was George Hill. He signed with the Kings. And the annoying thing for me is that George Hill got the best of both worlds. He wanted a big contract, so he forced his way to the Kings. The Kings gave him a big contract, and then um, a year later he was like, hey, turns out the Kings aren't very good. 
and he wanted yeah. to leave. Like he's like, Vladdy Divac told me the Kings were going to be good, and it's like, <laughs> well, Vladdy Divac tricked you, you dumb poop. <laughs> and um, like Kevin Love, when you signed with the Cavs, it yeah, was well, obvious. The annoying thing is, is also he was already with the Cavs, so it's like you should know what the organization is. Yeah, surely. And but but no, but worse. I guess than he that, didn't know the coach. He didn't know the coach, so it could be. No, like, just Google your team. Look at who the players are. Understand that they're not good. He says he loves his teammate. They're all young developers. Yeah, well, he does. Well, no, no, no. He's, he's just trying to seem like a nice guy. It's so ridiculous. He posted you take on the Instagram money. photos of him hugging them all. Anthony Davis did this as well. Like, it's so moronic. Oh, yeah, it's annoying. It's just like you can go to any team you were when you're a free agent. You had that opportunity. You passed it up. And now you are the worst person. That's right. I said it. The worst person in the world. And there's a lot right. of stuff going on in the world. So you're worse than the Australian Prime Minister and Donald Trump. That's I'm coming out and saying I'm coming political. Oh, very nice. Keep- um, I went to Washington and man, I'm into politics now. <laughs> you went to Washington, D.C.? Yeah, for a couple of days. And, 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 and yeah. What an unusual place, but I loved it. What was unusual about it? I don't know. I just thought it had a really weird vibe. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Where it's like most cities, the main thing is like the main street and the financial district and the shopping. Yeah. Whereas in Washington, the main thing There's is no shops, big it's statues. In the CBD, okay. After the game that I went to, I was like, there was like a few fast food places kind of at the stadium, or whatever. After, and and I was like, oh, I'll do a lap of the stadium, and I went up, and it was kind of like Chinatown, but I was like, oh, there's not really any food places here i'll walk through the city find somewhere to eat i did a whole lap of the city walked so far just couldn't find anywhere there's just no shops um okay well that's in not true CBD. No, i was just true. in washington there are shops what you mean to say is that so washington for people who don't know is built around the um the main Capitalism. monuments which are which are the, which are the capitol building the lincoln memorial the Washington Monument, a lot of other statues, and then halfway down is the um, uh, the White House and a ton of museums, mainly Smithsonian museums, but um, the best one, in my opinion, I was the just there recently. Museum. What? Is the what? The Spy Museum. No, not the Spy. Did you actually go to that? Nah, I wanted to, though. <laughs> um, the, uh, they had James uh, Bond stuff. Yeah, of course it did. He's the only sp- a spy. Anyway. That you know of, because most spies... Are good at their job. Because is because James Bond's the worst spy? No, he's a he's got movies. He's got a movie franchise. Okay, and books. <laughs> um, nice. I was just thinking, if you want to make a spy, you wouldn't make the spy from Britain or America because no one would trust them. Everyone would be like, "Oh, he's British. He's clearly connected to." If you wanted to make a spy, you'd want to be from a neutral country. So New Zealand. Even though New Zealand's close, closely associated to America, so New Zealand probably wouldn't be good either. But if you want a spy, you'd want to be, you'd want them to be from like, I don't know, like maybe an African country or a country that doesn't have. Yeah, two I co- agree. You'd want like a, a New Zealander who, like, you know, maybe has a basketball podcast. <laughs> um, but I won't get too into the details i was trying to i was trying i was trying to um make you excited by thinking that you could be a spy but new zealand would be a bit better i'm just trying to think of a good country wait wait, man i'd never be a spy can we just get that on record i would absolutely never be a spy but if you were if you were no um, no, a spy that's what you'd say no but i wouldn't though i definitely am not a spy no but how do i know that you're not just saying that and you are a spy. I, I wouldn't lie about that. I'm definitely not a spy. Okay, well, can I give you a lie detector test to test if you're a spy or not? I don't not do those pod- anymore. What do you mean you don't do those anymore? Well, because then when I do want to lie about something, I'll get caught. So, What do you I'm want just, to lie about? As a, blanket, as a blanket statement now, if I say I don't, I've stopped doing them. So when I do <laughs> want to lie, I can if I want to. Well, how do I, well, that makes me suspicious that you're lying about being a spy. Nah, man. Trust me, I'm not a spy. I do not work for the New Zealand Secret Service. Interesting that a you don't know what the New Zealand Secret Service is called. It's called the SIS, and um, also interesting. Double S. No, 
No, it's not called the NCAAs. It is. No, it's not Insus. the NCAAs. Insus. Um, anyway, um, Paul's probably a spy for the New Zealand government. Um, I wanted to talk briefly about um, the Lakers, who I, I'm obsessed with on this podcast, and just in real life as well. This, this podcast is really an extension of my real life, like it's Paul's extension of his spy life. Yeah. The Lakers have um, uh, done something. They've, I don't think the La- I, I guess the Lakers are one of the favorites. Like I, I have to say it. I don't think they're. I don't think they're like a strong championship favorite. But like they are definitely one of the four teams who is um, really going well. Like I, I mean, the NBA's lacking the punch. But I'd say Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Rockets are all serious contenders, and then. Um, Denver 76ers Jazz Celtics are all should be contenders but are disappointing at this stage and not quite looking up to the scratch um, up to the scratch up to the Facebook up to the uh, Chappelle's show and um, the Lakers have just interestingly watching them and I don't think they're that good I think they're really bad with without LeBron and stuff like that obviously relying on Rondo is never a good thing they have done an, an NBA championship challenging team in the weirdest way because everyone's like, this is how you build a team with LeBron who's a big, who can pass great. And that is you um, you give him the ball and you put around floor spacing and he's unstoppable, right? And he was doing that. That's what he was trying to do in Cleveland. That's what he's done for a lot of his career. And mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting, this new team. They're like, no, let's put him on the floor with multiple big men. So they have McGee, Davis, obviously, and Howard, and they've kind of found a new way to be very effective. And I, I, I'm not saying they're the favorite or anything like that. I'm just saying that um, it's quite interesting how this tactic seems to be kind of working, even though it's like against all conventional wisdom. Yeah, I still just don't trust them come playoff time. Yanis uh, might have been sick on Christmas Day. I'm not sure, but Joel Embiid is kind of prom- uh proven that Giannis does have some problems with like big physical centers and um the Lakers have three of them so if they are looking at the Bucks which is looking like easily the most likely outcome um then maybe they're going the right way about it I don't know oh did you just do a big yawn after my great point no what was that what was that sound then me disagreeing with the point we because it sounded like a big yawn I, I would just come from um, a, a, an area far away on the train and on the subway I started falling asleep near the end. Oh, that's no good, mate. Why are you so tired? Yeah. I, I woke up to play football, soccer football this morning and I don't know, I think, uh, and I just had dinner. Wait what, to- wait, what time did you wake up to play soccer? 8.30. And and so, so your excuse for being tired at 8... 30 p.m. Um, New York time is that you woke up 8.30 a.m. Yeah. Embarrassing. And, and gave my all on the football field. Or did you my wake up... My team was horrible. Or, okay. no passing. Okay. Well, in uh, saying that though, did you wake up to do some spot... spot oh, I won't keep that joke going anymore. Um, real funny that um, the two big matchups... The things that are exciting about the year so far, and I know ESPN are rescheduling their games to make this happen, is Lakers Mavs is a really good matchup in series. Obviously, the two biggest players at the moment, Doncic and LeBron, going head to head. But also, they are they've been quite close, exciting games. The first game, I think, went to overtime. Second game, Mavs got revenge. Um, in the most recent Lakers Mavs game. Um, the JJ Barea flamethrower was released. The guy you were oh, talking good. about. They literally yeah. happened again. He came in and sparked the Mavs. Yeah, um, they were, they were, I'm glad that they didn't just save that weapon just for the magic. Cause they were down idea. 15. They were down 15. And like they brought out JJ Barea. And even the commentators were like, man, this guy never plays. This is crazy that he's out here. And... Um, yeah, like, Jay, I think he's he, his secret weapon, there, and they're holding him for the playoffs or for when they need him the most. Yeah, it's the JJ Barea flamethrower. Yeah. One thing that really annoys me on the, on the side of the semi Lakers related is that um, the Clippers, right, have got a great team and will definitely challenge the Lakers. It, man, it's looking increasingly likely like the Western Conference Finals could be Lakers Clippers. 
I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not hundred percent sure unless they unless the Clippers finish fourth and Lakers finish fourth first and they meet earlier than that. But um, it's really interesting. The Clippers are trying to build their own stadium, develop their own identity, take over the town, and it's just so annoying that they've got such piss poor uniforms while they're yeah. doing it. You know, it's like yeah. it's like Clippers versus Los Angeles Lakers. It's funny how I said Clippers versus Los Angeles like the Lakers were Los Angeles. It's Clippers versus Lakers. It's Christmas Day, primetime game. The Lakers come out in custom golden uniforms, shining in the sun. The Clippers come out in white, plain, NBA Live 1996 uh, <laughs> uniform maker uniforms with a Compton <laughs> font on the top. They look pathetic. It looks like they, didn't ha- they don't have a uniform. It looks like... Um, they uh, they forgot their uniforms. They left them on the plane, which is weird because it's actually a home game for them in theory. And um, as a result, they had to go down to the screen printing shop and get some generic unis with a logo printed also, on the front. I reckon it's in embarrassing. The time it took to go to like the printing store and stuff. Like someone could have gone to the airport and got them off the plane. Got the actual uniforms. Um, I will say this though, because the Clippers do look like they could easily contend with the Lakers. Imagine if Kawhi does win this year. And, and like, maybe he doesn't. And, I mean, that's a big imagine. So, imagine if Giannis wins this year. Imagine if James Harden wins this year. I would say, probably, who, who's your favourite to win right now? Mm, that's a good question. I'm saying, I I'm saying Clippers. About. I'm saying Clippers. We'll Clippers? just throw... Clippers were my favourite going into it, and they haven't looked as good as I thought they would. But, you know, Kawhi is always sitting out. Uh, you know, Paul George has missed time. You know, on just, paper, I think they're pretty scary. They've beaten the Lakers twice. They've just hit rock bottom, getting smashed by Memphis at home. But they, I think, will get it together. They've got great pieces. Um, and they, they, they are definitely, you can't deny that they're not one of the favorites just based on, um, uh, like big game performances and on paper and what everyone knows they can become with that roster. Kwai's legacy, if he wins this year, which I think they're the favorites to do in my opinion. I mean, I know that's a, that's a bit of an outsider call, but, um, not that crazy. Um, Kwai's legacy is crazy if he wins three championships two in a row with different teams you know like mm. it's quite an interesting predicament yeah like that would almost put him up there with lebron in terms of like achieve i mean i mean lebron has amazing longevity and um stats achievements but Kawhi having three chips would make him like i mean putting him up there with lebron, LeBron. what did you say above lebron yeah no, no okay well we hate LeBron here. We're not good LeBron judges. LeBron's yeah, those, one of the greatest those three ever. three championships would be better than... Yeah, that's that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, no disrespect to LeBron. I think he's the second greatest ever or something like that. But I mean, you'd have to put Kawhi up there as well. And yeah, it would look it would look very good. If, if he could do this, I mean, that's a huge if and maybe it's a stupid thing to say. I'm, I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm on a tear at the moment. Um, do you want to you wanna maybe um, take the mic say off something. me a little bit and talk about something you want to talk about? Uh, what's what else is there to talk about? Well, the, it's t- uh, it's time, right about that time, for the stars the to stars. roll on out. Huge week for me. And the Orlando Magic. As I uh, took a bus, a Greyhound bus, down to Washington, D.C. to watch the Orlando Magic take on the Washington Wizards. Controversial move taking a bus and not the train. It was much cheaper. Like, way cheaper. Like, I booked it quite last minute. So, the, the train was like, you know pretty much as much as a flight was which was really overpriced as well um yeah the thing was though right the night i'd already booked the ticket on greyhound and uh then i found out about a murder that happened in 2008 on a greyhound bus and i started reading a lot about it and boy did it make me not want to go on a greyhound bus what was the murder on a greyhound bus 
basically this man in Canada, he, um, you know, he obviously had some mental health issues going on and he, he was like catching the bus and then he got off at a town and I think he just sat on the bench outside the supermarket overnight and he then got out his laptop and put a for sale sign on it and he sold it to a boy who works at the gas station and then and he sold it for $60, even though his uh. sign said $600. Then he got on the bus and he walked down the aisle until a young 22-year-old near the back kind of like smiled and was like, you can sit here if you want. Oh, no. He sat, he sat next to him. And then after a while, of, I think he was like chanting for a bit. And then he just, oh, I shouldn't go into it on the podcast. But it's the most great. Wait, thing. you can't you can't get all the way to that okay. point of the story. Skip forward one minute if you don't want to hear what he did. Skip forward a minute now. I'll give you three seconds. Three, okay. two, one. From nowhere, he pulls out a knife, stabs the guy heaps. Like just, I don't know what everyone else was kind of doing love, at this point. I love how you're like. I love how you're like. Um, because, I mean, I assume this was a stabbing just because, you know, you, I assume it might be hard to get... Maybe not to get a gun on a bus. He doesn't seem like he could even afford a gun. And then, obviously, close contact and he only killed one person. So you assume that's a knife. And then um, uh, you, you build it up. You're like, oh, my God. I don't want to say what no, happened next. Worse. I can't say it. And then it you're like, worse. he pulled out a knife and stabbed him heaps. No. he Okay, then everyone on the bus... I guess was like that guy's dead. We just got to get ourselves off the bus. Because my thought, I think, would be to tackle the guy. I guess you say that now, but yeah, it's hard to know what you'd actually do. But I think yeah. if I was, if well, I you're was a spy, enough, so you would you would do no, that because you're a spy. I'm not a spy with your training, but my training would kick in. I mean, I don't have training, um, but they then he was. Everyone got off the bus, and the bus driver thinking fast was like i'll lock him up so the 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 culprit is trapped on the bus but what then happened was the man was parading the guy's body around this is so bad and then basically decapitated him started parading his head up and down the aisle of the bus Mm. and i think also started eating the guy's organs oh my god so there was like a bit of cannibalism as well. Anyway, I read this the night before going on the bus and uh, it really made the bus um, not as enjoyable because I saw that the whole time. Just, just to be clear, the other bus patrons got off the bus and, and the bus and driver let, let... Yes, oh and then eventually authorities came and then I think he tried smashing out a window but they just got him. Um, and he's actually not in jail anymore. He got out because he, he was just like so crazy. that they were Who like, let that? out i don't know man is he in an institution i don't think so i think they were like he needs meds or something i think he's free oh my god well that's horrible so he well, could that- have been on my bus um but anyway this has really put a dampener on what was meant to be a very exciting and enjoyable magic mayhem we so how was how was the time. bus is it like 12 hours between new nah, york nah, and washington it was like four to four to five i think so i've done the train ride i've done the train twice new york to washington dc it's quite a nice train Mm. ride but you don't see a lot you see a little bit of water a lot of trees a little bit of like like the like philadelphia in the distance on the bus do you get to see like kind of the cities do you get to drive through philadelphia and stuff like that nah nah it wasn't good but also i slept for most of it um Well, you, did you see Philadelphia? Like, you might have just missed it. Does it not no, stop in I, Philadelphia? On the way back, I paid more attention going through Philly. And I think you kind of just go, like, past Philly more. Um, yeah. No, I don't, I, don't think the, I don't think the view's great. Um, was there anything good? I mean, you went past Baltimore. Um, no, I don't think the view was great. Okay. But, uh, but DC, yeah, I had a great time. I, I felt like the game and the stadium, like, it had such a small town feel. Like a Wizards game. Have you been to a Wizards game? No. I mean, there was hardly anyone there. But also just like the vibe of the stadium. It felt like I was at a Nelson Giants, like NBL. Like, you know, that was just kind of the vibe. I liked oh, the well, vibe though. Compared to the, like, because most of the games you've probably been to are probably Los Angeles and New York. Yeah. Where it's like yeah, big yeah. city, like no one knows anyone and huge entertainment value. 
what how is it different because it's, it's the same size stadium like what's different in yeah, washington dc just the vibe just the vibe of different- you've got to describe it this is an audio podcast you're one of the hosts you've got to be like here's three factors that made me think this is different okay, to what okay, it's like okay. in new york okay three factors why it was different from new york uh just the the cra- the the audience <laughs> Oh, you should have said the vibe again. No, I was going to do that as the third one. Okay. I was going to say the vibe as yeah. the third. I couldn't think of the first one even. So just the vibe. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, just the vibe. No, but, like, was there, like, less, like, going on at halftime? Was there, like, less, like... Yeah, probably. Less people was probably the main thing, yeah. right? Just less and I people. Guess, I guess less tourists. More just, like, local people who live in D.C. and have, like supporting the wizards you know um you know at a nets game it's more like at a nets game i i guess it feels more like there's a lot of people here just for this one game when at a wizards game it felt more like these people come to every game and you know support the wizards were they like heckling and stuff or like wearing special clothes yeah there were people wearing special clothes uh I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, I don't know. Special clothes. We mean washing. It's funny. I feel like I could probably describe it better than you could, and I wouldn't didn't go. Like you mean like Washington red Washington Wizards shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And I was shocked at how many Magic fans there were. We were out in force. Wow. Um, But man, it was fun. So I got there as soon as the doors before the doors even opened. Went and lined up, and as soon as it opened, went in, went to the visitors tunnel. Um, where there was just a bunch of annoying autograph hunters had already beaten me there. And when but you say st- annoying autograph hunters, you don't mean people who are annoying who are autograph hunting. You mean like semi-professional eBay idiots who are trying to sell a, an Aaron yeah. Gordon signed singlet for, for for $49. Yes, just these weird guys who were clearly not Magic fans, but there were uh, there was at least three other Magic fans. Those, people are, the, those people are the worst, I reckon. Oh, I agree. Because also like... You see me there kitted out in magic gear, cap, uh, you know, Jonathan Isaac singer. <laughs> I thought cap, I, it'd, be like, great, it'd be great if cap was your only example. You're like, you see cap. me there kitted out in magic gap, gear, cap. That's it, just a cap, but still, I'm kitted out in my cap. Um, uh, but... Those autograph hunters... I basically like, just pushed in front of one of them because I was like, and I, and I hate, I usually would hate that. Yeah, and I was like, in this situation, screw your whatever business you're running on eBay. For people who don't know them, they buy like the cheapest tickets you can get for the upper bowl. Like they don't even care about the game. They walk. This is the tragedy of the commons right here. For people who don't know the tragedy of the commons, the tragedy of the commons is that economics theory. I'm, I mean, you learn it in like um, when you're 13 years old in economics. It's not like an advanced theory. Okay, this is a bad example because it doesn't really explain this. But like, if there's a public resource people can exploit it and, and, and abuse it as well or not pay their fair share or not not do what's best for society, just take advantage of it. And in this case, there's signatures, which are free. I mean, there are companies that sell signatures and stuff like that, like professionally, like so the player gets some money as well. It's a bad vibe and we'll move on. I mean, I just say vibe. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, it's got a yeah. bad vibe. Th- it's got um, a bad vibe. Those people are bad, and you're ruining it for everyone and taking yeah. advantage of the goodwill of, of players. Let's again. This is like the the bus murder. I'm really derailing what was meant to be a good story, a happy story. <laughs> yeah. Because then, uh, who's warming up when I arrive? Oh, just Terence the Human Torch Ross <laughs> and Michael Carter Williams, who was injured and would not be playing in the game, but he was there in his gear, warming up, shooting shooting shots, getting ready for his return. And uh, basically, then they finished, came back, uh, 
people were getting photos with Michael Carter or signatures. I grabbed a little snap with him. Michael Carter Williams, Rookie of the Year. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. What a lovely guy. Terrence Ross didn't want anything before the game. He was his focus. He didn't want a high five, nothing. Um, and basically, I, I sat ag- hard up against the magic uh, tunnel, and it was incredible seeing Jeff Turner, David Steele, the commentators, Dante Marcatelli, who I have in the past criticized on this podcast. Uh, he's another broadcaster with F- Fox Sports Florida. Uh, and I've rubbished him online as well. But man, what a lovely guy in person. I've never <laughs> Did you seen say anyone, hi to him? He, I've never seen anyone more keen for a chat than Dante Marcatelli. He, <laughs> he walked past me multiple times, really slowly, just staring at me. And basically would say stuff every time. Even if I wasn't w- watching, would be like, hey, how's, how's it going? Like, I've never seen anyone just more keen. And he really won me over with just his desperation to chat to anyone. Do you um, think he knew you were rubbishing him online and on the podcast? And as no, a result, no, no, no. He as just... a result, as a result, he thought I'll convince this guy that I'm a good guy, and so now you, he's bought you, so you can no longer be abject, I... objective, sorry, and critical. No, I just think he uh, he genuinely just really likes the magic and you've been job. bought. You have been bought. You've been seduced. I by a snake. I'm not a spy and I haven't been bought. Um, you are. You're a spy who sold out at the first point, mate. No, no, no. He won me over. But anyway, basically yeah. then the team the team ran out. I can't exactly remember who I high-fived and who I didn't, but it was nearly all the guys I high-fived. It was unbelievable. Whoa. And yeah, touched everyone's hands. It was crazy. And um, and I was I was just getting off the the end of a sickness, and I was thinking, man, it would be bad if like <laughs> the next game it was like did not play illness, and it was real like, curb your enthusiasm style situation. Yes, but then um, the game began, and what was oh man, I was riding high after getting all those high fives, and then uh, quickly, what was a joyous moment turned to absolute tragedy. As within 90 seconds of the game, Jonathan Isaac, he he starts, he starts scores the first points of 2020, of the decade, for the NBA. Not just the Magic. I see wow. him score that. While I'm wearing his jersey. Unbelievable. Also, okay, i got to point out, a lifelong Magic fan, this was my first Magic game since April the 10th, 2004 where the Magic lost by 20 to the eventual champion Detroit Pistons. Uh, Tracy McGrady did not play. Guy, you were at that game. The crowd yeah. only really cheered when the commentator would go and entering the court. Zazapachulia. Shout to Zazapachulia. That was the only time the crowd really got into it, was him saying the name Zazapachulia. Damn straight. Um, but this was my first magic game since then. So boy, was I excited, but then 90 seconds into it, I'm wearing a Jonathan Isaac singlet, Jonathan Isaac on the fast break. He tries to Euro step round Bradley Beal. He falls to the ground in pain. Can't get up. The stretcher that was parked right next to me. They wheel out, stretcher him off. He goes past me looking dead. Oh no. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Sucked the air out of the arena. Even the Wizards fans were like, that's the defensive player of the year right there. Possibly out with an ACL. You, you never know. Um, also, I met the uh, president of basketball operations, jo- uh, John Hammond. No. Uh, Jeff Weltman. John Hammond is the GM. No one cares. Um, the the no, GM no was there as well. No one cares about that detail. Kind of cool they were there. We spoke to them and they said they love DC. So that was why they came. But also I'm like, maybe they're exploring trades. I can see Bradley Beal fitting in pretty nice on this Magic team. Um, no, nah, they're not going to trade for Bradley Beal. But um, <laughs> uh, but then it was it was kind of cool. I, know, I got to talk to the front office of the Magic and I said I was a big fan, a huge fan. 
and um and uh that's so weird they would talk to you like jeff weltman i was kitted out on magic here man i had my cap you said the magic fans came out in force though were you the only one near the tunnel oh they weren't at the tunnel they were sitting in the stands and there weren't a lot of fans there so you could just see them just over there and no there was a magic fan behind me and he was kind of like gonna go over so i was like i was like i went with him kind of thing Wait, so so two random Magic fans who don't know each other just awkwardly just meandered over to the GMs and stuff? Yes, and they were really nice, and they were kind of, like, asking, like, why we became Magic fans, and, um... Uh, and Did you both say I, the 90s? Nah, the, the other guy was from the Orlando area, but now lived in D.C., I, th- I think I met another magic guy as well. This is an amazing magic. Orlando experience, to be honest. Like, I mean, it really yeah. goes to show that there's a lot of value in supporting a team that no one gives a shit about and um, is not good. Because uh, no, sorry, that was too harsh. But like, my point, my my point, my point is, is that like, if you support the Charlotte Hornets, like that's the best chance of meeting MJ. You know, I guess MJ is a bad example, but like. If you're a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves, chances are you're going to be able to meet their entire front office and maybe yeah. even become no, their coach. It's really cool going to support your team on the road as well because, like, yeah, like, you know, Dante Marcatelli, so keen to have a chat. I think he'd yeah. be keen to have a chat to anyone regardless. But, yeah, the GMs, <laughs> like, you're there, you're wearing the team uniform. They want to have a chat. Um, but I said I was a huge fan and... uh, uh Jeff Weltman was like, oh, I don't know if we've done done anything yet to warrant that. I thought that was kind of cool to be like, yeah, oh, man, like we haven't really done. I think he was underselling himself. Like they've really turned things around pretty quickly. Um, but still, it was. I thought it was kind of cool that he said that. That's very but cool. Anyway, Can I ask, did you do this um, before or after their star player and only before. valuable trade chip um, got this injured? This was... No, that's not true. But this was before. But then it was interesting because they were still sitting there. Like, you kind of expect them to rush out kind of thing in a panic and go, like, check yeah. out. But they sat there and we were basically trying to judge, gauge the severity of the injury off their reaction. And the guy bef- behind his theory was that it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be off their reaction. And he was right. Um, it's a hyperextended knee and he's, he's only going to miss two months. Which is bad, horrible for That's the season. That's real really. bad. Yeah, two months. No, no, is... but like, but the other option was like he was going to tear his ACL, and you know it was going to be way worse. Um, so it, it ultimately, it's good news. But he is missing two months. But um, anyway, uh, the Wizards, uh, the Magic go on to blow out the Wizards big time. Uh, behind a huge game from DJ Augustine, Markel Fultz in his ho- uh, hometown comeback was incredible as well. But I high fived everyone again at halftime, and then again at the end of the I look. This isn't so supposed to be a times. recap of the people you high fived from the Orlando okay. Magic. I'll now rate um, who was the keenest. Everyone's high fiving, <laughs> keenest to high five. And best attitude while running out of the tunnel. No one cares who the keenest high five was. Everybody does. Honestly, you can't speak for the listeners because I'm sure they want to hear. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of interested to be honest. (laughs) Okay. So best attitude while running in and out of the tunnels, Markel Fultz. He'd run in with so much energy and run out and he was really keen to high five everyone. He had a great vibe. And during the warm up. He was just mucking around with Melvin Fraser Jr. They were just playing one on one, but like in very silly style. He was having fun. It's because he's grateful he to well. still be in the NBA because he's one of the biggest busts ever. No, he he played incredible, and uh, he had a highlight get to the front page where he got a steal and then did a spinning behind the back kind of pass ahead to Fournier for his first dunk of the season. Kind of an incredible stat considering how many games Fournier has played to just have the one dunk, but um. Uh, so it was good to witness that as well. But then, okay, the most awkward high fives were the two I had with Vucevic, all-star Nikola Vucevic. We kind of really, you know, his high five felt a little gumby. Obviously, he's got massive hands as well. So my hand both times kind of got stuck with him. So it was almost like you'd you'd hit it and you're you're almost like holding hands for a second because your like hands are kind of stuck together. 
Like his hand was too stiff and big. Yeah. And so it'd kind of get caught. Uh, but then after the game, uh, Mo Bamba high-fived me with an incredibly wet hand. Uh, and I think it was because they just doused water on DJ Augustine, but it also might've just been sweat. But then awkwardly, I high-fived Aaron Gordon straight after him and Aaron Gordon hadn't played and was in like a suit. And so therefore Aaron Gordon would have just been like, why that guy have gross wet hands <laughs> um, that I just touched. Also, Aaron yeah. Gordon spoke briefly uh, to the fan who was with me behind me, who I befriended. Aaron walks out of the tunnel um, just after half time, and the guy was like, AG. And then AG stopped, turned around and went, what's good? And he was like, yeah, man. And then walked off. It was pretty cool. I mean, I wouldn't call that spoke, uh, spoke to yeah, him we recently. We spoke to him. We spoke to him. Um, okay. So, so the Magic won the game, did they? Big time, yeah. It was. They kind of blew them out. Because that's a huge. That's a huge boost. Like, if the team loses, then they hate you in their soul. That's my experience. So it the really, fans. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, because they've got to at least pretend that they can't be like. I mean, most teams from, especially not good teams, don't really care whether they win or lose. I don't think. But they've got to at least pretend they're sad. Otherwise, there'll be bigger backlash. Um, wow. Well, congratulations. Mm congratulations on the um, end score was 122 to 101 so they won uh, by 21 and then that end. detail's not at all important i'd rather you like give some any sort of insight besides who's good at high-fiving but anyway um besides that game or any other any other information about that game that you're interested in um, sharing oh i might be missing something oh there was a tweet by john you- denton who does a lot of nba tweets when jonathan isaac got injured and it was uh jonathan isaac getting wheeled out on the stretcher and in the side of the photo, you could just see me standing there. Hello, darkness, my old friend, staring down sadly on his body as he gets. Oh, you pointed out that the ticket to the, the the ticket for this whole experience was like nine dollars or something, right? I paid nine dollars, um, and that was partly because I stayed at I stayed at quite a cheap hotel, but the hotel weirdly was like, plus you get three amazing deals or something, and I was like, great, can't wait to see what these deals were. But one of them was $20 off a SeatGeek ticket. So I paid $9. Oh, so the ticket was the ticket was $29 and you got it for $9? Yes, but I actually didn't... I shouldn't go into the details, but I didn't sit actually where the seat was as well. Did you slip to a lower bowl? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, it was so empty, it'd be crazy not to. Yeah. Oh, good on you, man. It'd be funny to sit in your designated seat, which is like upper deck, well, 40 rows back. Yeah. Um, besides um, that, how's the magic been going? I've, I've been like loosely following them, and they've been they've been up and down, but just chugging along in the eighth seed. Am yes. I right? Uh, yeah. Um, still in the eighth seed, but yesterday I didn't actually watch the, my first game of the season. I am going to watch like just the condensed game, but yesterday I tried to watch delayed Magic versus Utah, and. The webs, the terrible NBA website. Even though no spoilers was on, when I clicked on the actual game to watch it, uh, then no spoilers went off, and I just saw the score, and I was so angry. Yeah. I hit the pillow on the couch in anger. Oh, that's no good. Um, mate. It, was, it was devastating. You know, you look forward to the game every every day when they play. No one does and- that. Which players do you want to see on, in three years' time? When the Magic are where they want to be or whatever, what players do you think will be still on the? Do you still want on the team? Uh, this is the this is the core going forward. Jonathan Isaac, top dog, defensive player of the year, the Minister of Defense. Yeah. Mark Faults, Mo Bamba, Chuma Okiki hasn't played oh yet. God. No, watch. Remember that name, listeners. Remember that name. <laughs> Chuma, first name Chuma, second name Okiki. I can't believe Markel Fultz was your second pick and then Mo Bamba was uh, your third. No, and and AG's currently a part of the core. You should have just said, um, you should have said all of them. Uh, anyway, so we're, we're, we're running out of time um, and uh, I will remember Chuma Okiki. Um, hmm. a, a bit of movie magic before we leave. Do you have a, a, a film you want to review or do you want to talk about new Star Wars briefly? <laughs> Well, that's one of the films. You seen it? Yeah. 
Star Wars, I thought, great. Yeah. Amazing. I loved it. He, last, okay, first Star Wars in this new trilogy, the J.J. Abrams one that he started or whatever, the first yeah. the first one, um, I loved it. Thought it was great. Loved Star Wars. Then what mm. happened was Princess Leia, the, the actress who plays her, and I've forgotten her name, um, died. Uh. Suddenly, she was like promoting her book and she like died on a plane. It was yeah. very How sad. How have you made me forget her name as well? How did what? Well, you've like weirdly made me forget her name as well. That's crazy. Princess Leia, her name is... It'll come back to us. She's quite famous. She's anyway. Really, Carrie, Fish, Carrie Fisher. I Carrie Fisher in real life passed away. So then I yeah. went to the new Star Wars after that, the second one. And I was like, oh no, Carrie Fisher's died. Like what are they going to do? And what they did is apparently she'd already filmed most of her scenes. Just I, All I'm asking you here is just to tell me if I'm crazy because this is how I remember it and don't know if it's right. Yeah. Oh, and there will be a few spoilers, but not major spoilers. I assume everyone's seen the new Star Wars by now. Okay, in the second Star Wars, she's dead in real life, but she's filmed most of her scenes. And then I'm sure there is a scene where they send her off, where she, she goes out into space and flies away into space. Uh, not, not flies. She dies in space and her dead body drifts away into space. In the second Star Wars of this new, latest trilogy, she yeah. dies. She dies in episode two. I watched it. And at the end it says, in loving memory of Carrie Fisher, we love you. And I was like, that's beautiful. I'm like crying in the cinema. I was like, that's amazing. And then it was like, the, it was like really the highlight. I thought episode two, even though it's critically acclaimed, was a shitty movie. I didn't, I didn't like it. And um, not because I not because they put an Asian lady in there or anything like that. I just didn't enjoy watching the film. I didn't hate weird, it, but I just, weird to bring that up. I no 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 because no because most people like me like most white guys hated it because there was an Asian lady in one what, really? scene. Yeah, there was huge backlash. What? Why? Because they because they're racist. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know, mate. Uh, why is anything happening in the world these days? Why is Australia on fire? I don't know, but the world's the world's a messed up place. Okay. My point is, is that I saw Carrie Fisher die and they, they did a tribute to her and it was beautiful. And then move on, episode three, the latest one, whatever it's, oh, episode man. three is the wrong name. She's back alive again and just in the no. scenes okay. and it's so messed up. And then I... spoiler alert, so tune off now if you want to hear the spoiler. She dies again and they do another tribute to her and another Here's beautiful. What happened. Here's what happened. In the second one, because I rewatched it the night before seeing the the latest one. Yeah. There's a scene where her son, Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, flies a jet, shoots her command station on the ship. It blows up. Everyone gets sucked out. And her body flies out into space dead. Yeah. But then she kind of comes back to life and she flies creepily. She flies down and... And back into the ship, and she's actually alive, and it was a fake death, and she didn't die. What? She died in real life, so then they put a tribute on the end of the film. But she's, at the end of the film, she's actually alive. Wait, 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 wait. So, so in the film, she she gets blasted out into space and then flies her way back into the ship. Correct. That's stupidity. It is kind. I I don't that mind is, that second one. But this third one, I think, really blows it up. This third one really, it reminded me, it took me back to feeling like a kid. You know, as a kid, I mean, you just love every movie. Yeah. Like watching this, I was like, just I just found it really good. The new Star Wars, I think five stars. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I'm sentimental and, and like what, you were saying critics were criticizing like I was just loving. Yeah, yeah, but, that's um, all they've got. That's all they've got though. Like when they release a new Star Wars, like you know how they release those ones that like having Han Solo and Princess Leia still in it and Luke is like what makes it so great. And um, uh, I don't know. I just think, I think I, I just thought it was really well done. The whole thing. I loved that. It was like, like he really limited. It felt like, uh, 
computer generated effects and stuck with the practical effects which just gives it so much heart and like old school kind of no nah, but no nah, but like if it didn't Great have score, like if it didn't score. have the old star wars characters popping up again and again and again and cp3o and stuff like that it wouldn't be nah. as good and that's why i think yeah, the franchise oh, is, it wouldn't is be doomed. as good but i still think it was great because he, he, here's, the, the, here's the characters the I, I say yeah the thing i will say is like it was so good but i'm like what are they going to do now because it's like yeah it was like screwed. really just like put everything into this one film. Here's the characters and I don't. Ca- here's the characters I don't care about. Um, Daisy Ridley, um, John Boyega, um, the guy from Ex Machina, Oscar Isaac. Like all the new characters, Oscar Isaac, I could just care so little about, and and all their nah, characters. I, I really just like care about C three PO and um, John uh, Boyega for the next James Bond. Uh, and I really like all John those Boyega guys. is so bad. He's like. He's like supposed to be like the hot guy, and he's not even hot. He is hot, and Oscar Isaac's hot as well. I feel um, like Oscar Isaac, but I don't think he's hot. I don't think any of them are hot. I think they're all hot. I only think the um, hot one is the um, the little roly robot. He's the only one I like. He's hot. B- BB one. Okay. Um. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Good yeah, on. And good quick, on your Star Wars. I'll just do a speed two more reviews of films. Two more reviews. Like, Just save it for next quick. week. But I'll watch more films. Okay, I'll save them. Next okay. week, I'm going to talk about... Give me uh, your little, best, give me your best little, one. Next year, next week, I'll talk about Little Women and Uncut Gems, which has a heavy basketball storyline and stars... St- stars NBA champion slash all-star Kevin Garnett. That's so weird. I can't get over how weird that is, and I Playing do want to hear himself. about it. So I've got to go to breakfast. Um, I'll okay. see you later. Goodbye forever. Thanks to everyone for listening to the podcast. Not goodbye forever. This will be uploaded shortly. Um, thanks for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore, and don't even worry. I'm not a spy.